0: Welcome to Machine Learning. Today, t- talking about a book called by Paul Hawkins uh, called The Next Economy. It's uh, definitely worth uh, talking about. He states in the book uh, immediately, there's no limit to energy, but it takes time to become available. And uh, when you look at uh, the amount of energy that the Earth has, it really is... Um, an unlimited well of energy. There's uh, basically no bottom to energy. Um, all the peak energy advocates were wrong. Uh, we're we're consuming quadrillion watts of power, ninety six or seven quadrillion watts of power per year, just in the United States, uh, increasing. Uh, in the next few generations will quadruple. Uh, There's more computing power, which requires more energy. So the idea that we have a limit on energy is is absolutely false. Um, And so when you think about the countries like China, who are now the largest consumer of energy in the world, and the the needs for... uh, seven billion people who are <clears throat> going to start uh, wanting to uh, utilize energy, electricity, gain access to information, uh, the world is definitely going to change, and the consumption of energy is um, going to increase, so not only in transportation, but in technology, uh, healthcare, manufacturing, all aspects of, of uh Modern life are going to be affected by uh, increases in energy consumption. So the question then is uh, not if uh, if there will be more energy consumption, but the question should be uh, what will be the high quality energy consumption and how will that affect labor? How will that affect our lives? High quality energy reduces labor and increases productivity. The success of the mass economy in producing a proliferate uh, proliferate amount of goods results from efficient use of energy and fossil fuels substitute for human energy for goods produced. And I would say that the high quality energy is now going to uh, become very popular. Suppose that you could have a real time MRI MRI scan or a CAT scan that uh, only cost a few dollars. And uh, that that, uh, image is uh, then sent to a cloud-based image processing system that could identify um, problems that you have structurally. It could tell you uh, if you have uh, certain illnesses. Uh, It could measure your cholesterol. It could uh, uh, analyze uh, Osteoporosis in the bones it, it could do let's say it could do a thousand different diagnostics uh, and uh, only for a few dollars. Uh, that high quality energy transformation and the usage of uh, logic human logic to identify disease or, or symptoms uh, that or things that are causing um, our, our bodies are affected by those uh, diseases, chemical, imbalances, genetic uh, structure problems, um, those things can be identified by the machine. And when I say machine, I'm kind of throwing that all together because there's going to be lots of uh, investment in order to produce the logic necessary for accurate uh, diagnosis and also uh, there has to be companies that innovate and are willing to reduce the risk uh through um legal protection in case of liability for misdiagnosis and so forth but i I think the general trend is going to be towards uh efficient machines that can analyze that don't make mistakes um that uh have a wide range of experience that uh can see you know thousands of different types of diseases, maybe even uh, have it all accessing central databases, pulling large amounts of imaging and learning and training and uh, then becoming good at classifying certain types of anomalies in the body, diseases. And then these filters can be applied uh, through a pipeline so the, the images can move through a pipeline either in uh, single or they can go in batch images stacked so there has a volume and uh, it can pivot the data so it can look from at the data from uh, various angles. It can look at it from a side angle, from a front angle, from a top angle. And uh, and uh, so the computer ha- or the machine can have different perspectives. And so it'll improve its efficiency mass means uh mass means the energy materials and embodied resources required to produce a product or perform a service the dominant means of amassing wealth and power in the mass economy was the exploitation of natural resources because it was in the transformation that the great profit of industry were found the end goal of mass economy was the elimination of labor and uh when you think about what the ai is doing uh with the robots and with uh smart uh automated decision making rule based systems that are capable of making lots of uh, of conditional logic decisions and and uh weighing them out and making maybe the best or optimal choice decision is a uh, reduce reduction of labor you know you don't maybe you're not having to work through look up tables you're not having to go through and figure out uh, logic charts and uh, risk analysis and actuaries and you know whatever it takes to make a good decision uh, a lot of that uh, mechanical process uh, can be automated As energy costs increase, small business paradox rises. When energy peaks in short term, cheapness decreases. Productivity falls, energy costs soar. Energy, not resources, is critical to our future. Small business produce high quality products and uh, consumers seek these products because of a decrease in decreasing real wages. And I would say that small business and medium businesses consume about uh, half of the energy and 30% of their costs are related to energy. So if um, the paradox is going to be for greater wealth, then what is required is more energy, decentralized energy production uh, through uh, innovation, moving off the grid, uh, producing energy from either solar uh low energy nuclear reaction where you're doing uh, copper to uh, nickel to copper transformation with excess heat, and uh, you but maybe even magnetic motors, but uh, there there is a definitely a strong need to bring the cost of energy down a thousand fold, and I've been saying that uh, probably for for since I started this podcast that. Uh, electricity is a thousand times more expensive than it should be. Uh, you know, you could have home desalination systems that produce clean water. Um, you know, you're you're looking at high costs for sewage treatment because uh, it's moving in mass production. It has to go in. It's being uh, treated in in mass. And so those are huge centralized costs. Private industries get monopolies. There's no competition, high cost uh, for, for those uh, utilities. And so living in the city is expensive. But small companies produce 24 times as many industrial innovations per research dollars as large companies. And um, that's because of the innovation cycles are faster and uh, there's more sharing of ideas. Uh, energy conservative conservation does not work and reflects short-term vision. Energy innovation develops new sources of energy, solar, fusion, nuclear, making energy more abundant and cheaper. Uh, the cheaper that energy is, the more profit uh, companies can make. And uh, when you have more profit, then you'll have more innovation, more research. It attracts good talent um, because there's incentives to go and work for companies that pay well. Oil energy has become more expensive. Industrial countries are faced with the choice, either consume more energy and drive the price higher, making goods more expensive and causing inflation and declining wages. Or they can make the economy more informative by developing methods of production and patterns of consumption that use less energy and capital resources and more knowledge. And uh, I think that that's definitely the balance here. Uh, you know, I've said that AI is very narrow, task oriented, and uh, I think um, it's been overhyped because. It uh, is largely so complex, it's difficult to understand. But because it is so complex, it does have a lot of capacity for flexibility and for handling complex case scenarios. So uh, it is possible to um, uh, configure your AI system in such a way that you can get uh, you can get margins of improvement that can improve profits. Cheap energy create a consumer who burns increased amounts of energy to support a lifestyle and enabling towns, neighborhoods, and families to consume vast amounts of resource and produce little in return. Energy usage increased by a factor of four energy consumption transformed into applications of high quality energy, such as medical household and entertainment and production robots. And US citizen uh, commands and BTU equivalent, the services and goods of a hundred slaves. It's interesting. And uh, if you, if you compared, uh, that level of work, um, in terms of energy and BTUs, uh, we, we might even have more because of the increased amount of usage of electronics. What is inf- information? It is design, utility, craft, durability, knowledge added to mass. Real wages are dropping. Total energy consumption is increasing. Production quality and efficiency are rising. While governments and politicians are debating the course in regards to higher energy prices, higher cost of capital and declining wages, businesses, consumers, and householders are already adapting. Adaptation to rising cost of energy is creating the informative economy. American cars weigh 30% less than a decade ago. The result is less consumption of material and energy. And as uh, cars also move towards fuel cells, um, The space and weight of the car should also decrease. Um, I like the fuel cell because it gives uh, about the same range as the range of mileage as the uh, electric car, maybe even more, Um, definitely more power. And uh, the weight is significantly less because you have no batteries. So you do have the weight of your fuel cell stack in the front of the car. Or uh, on the um or different areas of the car, but you don't have the heavy frame because uh, you're not needing to support a six thousand pound battery. We need to know what will thrive and what will will dies and why. We need to know within an in a field of industry why some companies prosper and others stagnate. And uh, that's the universal question of. Um, why uh, when you look at uh, predictive analytics is trying to figure out what uh, offers are making the company successful, what uh, strategies have were making significant headway in terms of um, market presence, um, how are the products and services affecting customers in terms of their recency, their monetary invest uh, purchases in the company, and the frequency in which they uh, make purchases. The scarcity of money equation. In 1973, energy and capital rose in value and the value of the workers' time declined. The rising cost of capital indicated that money was more expensive to borrow reflected, and reflected in the high interest rates and inflation. The high cost of money was passed on to the consumer As higher product prices without increasing industry's revenue. Consumers put off buying cars and houses a little longer. The rising cost of energy caused a um, transportation and distribution cost to rise. uh, This will eliminate the middleman and change the sales channel to achieve a competitive price. Savers will be rewarded for the usage of their money. 25% 25% of the world trade is done by barter and between 10 to 20% of the U.S. gross national product is barter. I don't know too much about the bartering system. Uh, however, you do see this pattern of removing the middleman where uh Costco became a, a big player in uh, selling uh, goods. And... Um, and so uh, the idea of buying things in wholesale were, became popular, and you could buy things in bulk, uh, where you, you there's cost savings over the long run, and since prices were high and uh, demand was strong, uh, Costco did very well in that market, and you had Target, and you had uh, Walmart, that we're appealing to different uh, other market sectors, I think also with cars it's interesting that we have to go to a dealership to make a purchase of a car. I've often wondered why we can't just make a uh, purchase of a vehicle from Amazon, in other words, we could uh, see our uh, take a test drive in v r virtuality you know, take a look at the car, and uh, and then uh, make a financial purchase there, removing maybe five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars worth of overhead due to uh, um, uh, lots, and just buy the goods straight from the manufacturer. Almost, goods are getting cheaper as prices uh, fall in relationship to wages. Goods become cheaper. After World War II, a new consumer emerged, the solid middle-class blue or white-collar worker who had money to spend on discretionary purchases. Uh, Because production, retail, and advertising, and distribution had all become gigantic in scale to meet demand for goods, smaller manufacturers were crowded out and bad products drove out good ones. Quality lowered and uh, near-break-even profits occurred. Yeah, that's a losing game. Government size is shrinking. Government revenues are diminishing. Future growth of additional tax revenues unlikely. Government faces the dilemma of raising taxes and further choking economic recovery and revenues or not increasing taxes resulting in a decline in revenues caused from economic stagnation. That is always the danger of raising taxes too much as it can... uh, It can cool down your economy because it uh, kills growth. Uh, Local government credit rating is dropping, preventing qualification for loans. There are two ways to make a fortune, through taxation or through trade. Buying goods cheaply in one place, selling them at higher prices in another. The confidence game of debt and capital. The cost of capital will remain high. Communism failed because it allocated capital in unnecessary factories, faulty innovation, in, inventions, and overproduction of goods, misallocating funds and bringing no benefit to the economy. During inflation, the value of money declines. Inflation represents the cost of capital. And I, I like, uh, I like uh, the idea that a bank is a warehouse for money. And uh, I, you know, I dislike the idea that interest is paid on money deposited in the warehouse. In fact, there should probably be a charge. And, uh, but it, with that said, that if I put in $1 of um, money in the bank, I would expect when I withdraw that money that that money has $1 worth of buying power and, uh, and there is uh, zero inflation. That would that would be the ultimate idea for me on how money would work. Um, people are adapting to spending during inflation. In the 1970s, over 97% of the GNP was consumed and 2.5% was reinvested. Much of the spending was financed through increased debt. The cost of capital will remain high through the transition from the mass economy to the information economy, and that's what we're in. We're in the post-industrial revolution, and uh, that's been we've been in the era of information, the informational economy, where you have very specialized knowledge base, and uh, that knowledge base is mobile. When the government borrows money from the private sector and spends it on government purchase, this is money not available for lending to businesses. Money, supply, and capital are not the same. Economists say inflation results when the annual growth of the money supply consistently exceeds the rate of growth in the gross national product. And uh, yeah, anytime you have money supply increase, you have uh, inflation rising. And uh, the economy uh, has to sustain a rapid growth in those periods of uh, high inflation. Otherwise, you uh, can have currency a crisis where uh, you have large devaluation of your currency and your buying power drops. Between 1950 and eighty, federal debt rose 300%. Consumer debt increased 1,300%, mortgages increased 1,500%, and state and local governments' uh, debt increased 1,300%. The debt has been increasing and growing faster than the normal rate of the economic growth. That's bad. That means that we're becoming poorer. Uh, And the rich are required to gather more money to stay rich. As the amount of money required to service debt increases, Less money is available for investing and growth slows. The more difficult it becomes for the economy to meet all of its debt. As greater demands are placed on existing capital to pay debt, interest goes up, making the expense of carrying debt even more punitive to everyone. Corporations are purchasing growth and earnings by going more deeply into debt. Real uh, interest rates can be calculated as the difference between inflation and high quality long term bonds um, yeah so you can use uh long term bonds as an indicator of um of inflation and so you if you look at the real interest rates uh they would be take your inflation and and take your in, your interest rates of your high Term bond, which would be an, a fixed asset, an income maker, and uh, and that'll give you an idea of uh, how inflation is affecting you. In 1982, real interest rates were seven to eight percent, a 50-year high, and the normal real interest rates of two to three uh, percent. So that meant that the bond yields were high. The Fed placed reserves in the economy, fearing economic collapse as debt increased faster than the rate of the economy. It increased the demand for cash and raised interest rates, the rapid increase in money supply created inflation, and a new upward spiral of debt as individuals and businesses tried to borrow. The nation needed for new debt in, the nation's need for new debt increased in order to keep afloat during the economic contraction. We are in an economy that requires more debt to survive, but those whose ability to sustain the debt is declining. You know, right on the verge of a junk bond market correction, uh, that's a multi-trillion dollar uh, fund, and uh, that w- correction has the Fed waiting uh, as a lender of last resort to prevent uh, collapse, but uh, if it, it's not if it will occur, it's when. And it, it usually cycles every decade or every 10 to 12 years. The junk bond market will correct. <clears throat> so there will be problems with uh, uh, credit. And uh, gaining more uh, debt uh, to sustain the economy is probably not going to happen. A new trick companies use uh Currency exchange rates to higher report earnings for sales in foreign countries as the dollar demises. The foreign currency strengthens and inflates the reported earnings and inflates the stock price. The power of one. Request companies' financials and study them. Find out if your company is sinking. Does the company have negative cash flow? That's always bad. So you take your income, your expenses, um, and if you're uh, if you're if you're not in the positive then you're you're in a negative cash flow what are your company's strengths what are their weaknesses and is the company living on borrowed time those are the important questions to be asking